Good afternoon. This is Dr. Matthew Dunn, host of The Future of Email, our first episode for 2023. And I'm delighted to have Josh Jacobson and Marcel Becker of Yahoo Mail as guests. Gents, welcome. So delighted to have you. Thank you so much, Matthew. Great to be here. Yeah, so thank you, Matt. Sitting with the, uh, sitting with the, uh, is that the Golden Gate behind you? Yeah, that's, we're in San Francisco. That is, of course, is a photo, but it's not too far away. Right, right. So we were chatting just, uh, just briefly beforehand. I mean, you guys are, you guys are uh, an incredibly influential piece of, of taking Yahoo into the future. And, and, and I was thinking for some reason, somewhere there's someone trying to get their airplane ticket or something vital out of their Yahoo mail. And you're yeah. responsible for that. <laughs> we're, we're here to help. Uh, yeah. That's, that's the stuff of life or what we call the business of life. Uh, and email typically is a place where people don't want to be spending a ton of time. They want to get in, get what they need and get out. And so we've really been focused on helping consumers save yeah. time and save money. Yeah. And you used that phrase, the business of life, when you launched, I think it was a new version in October. Yeah, that's that right. Know? So celebrating the 25th anniversary of Yahoo Mail. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Some of us have accounts from way back. Um, and uh, to, to celebrate, just re, you know, reimagine and redesign the Yahoo Mail application. Uh, and one of the great things about being at Yahoo is this consumer focus. So uh, we have a lot of latitude to focus on what people are doing every day in their lives, as opposed to say in an enterprise or an intense work environment. But you know, what is that stuff of life, and how can we help? That's what we've really been been exploring. I I, I, lo I love that angle of attack because it just seems so true to what we all do. Marcel, you were talking about some of this. I think I read an interview with you in Dot Magazine a couple of years ago, and it seemed like you were already headed, you know, headed this way. Like, look, email is not necessarily what we use to say hi in the morning, but it's still where all of our life details and stuff come together. Yeah. Yeah, precisely. I mean, this is a trend which we have seen for a while across consumer email specifically, as, as Josh said, right? And we've really looked at how are actually real people using email like every day, right? Yeah. Not just yeah. us in the enterprise world where we you know have to check boxes and uh, basically rush to these uh, squares on our calendar, but how do you actually use it as a real person? Yeah. And, uh, you know, some of this really culminated, as Josh said, in the release of uh, the recent Yahoo Mail uh, update we released last yeah. year. Yeah. Really focus on these particular use cases, you mentioned the uh, a flight ticket, right? I mean, I literally stood in behind somebody just recently again, where somebody frantically was browsing and scrolling through the inbox and trying to find the, the yeah. ticket. And they couldn't. They had to basically step aside. And yeah, these are the things we really want to solve with Yahoo Mail and really focus on uh, creating the best experience for these consumers and helping them really find the things they need when they need them and really connect the brands and and organizations delivering that to our users. I'd like to delve into some of the, the design process a bit, but but the better upfront question is, tell me about the uh, reaction from customers since you launched the new version. Yeah, well, uh, thanks for the layup there because uh, <laughs> we've, had, we've, we've enjoyed really high app ratings since uh, early 2016. We've maintained a four and a half star or above um, and the ratings went up, which, 
for any redesign of email, usually you would expect a bit of a dip just because change people just have trouble change. reacting to change. Yeah. Um, but net net, the the improvements and the focus on that consumer experience really paid off. So the ratings have been higher than ever. Um, upwards of four seven, four eight. Some of the dailies went to four nine and five zero. Um, and uh, the users are engaging and getting more out of mail. So uh, that's been fantastic. In fact, one of the bright spots you mentioned, uh, you know, waiting in line. But when you combine things like people out on the go and needing information quickly, there's another side of that, which is if they're at home, what if something's arriving at their house, like a package? Yeah. Uh, and so one of the things we found with with half of all the emails opened in Yahoo Mail being shopping related. You can imagine there's a ton of package yeah. packages that are coming through and receipts that are coming through. Um, and so just connecting people to when is my package going to be here? You know, what are the what are the near real time updates? Um, and that drew a ton of customer satisfaction. So that's the kind of thing we'll be doing more going forward is looking at helping users with the stuff of life, the business of life um, that's represented in email, but then helping them kind of complete the task even further. And and not be as dependent on summing back through the stack, right? right exactly. You know, I know the I know the shipping thing is in there somewhere. I know the uh, plane ticket is in there somewhere. Right. 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 And I'm going to spend you know two two three five minutes digging for it, even though I looked at it yesterday. Exactly. And mm. I know a lot of your audience are email senders and marketeers. Yeah. And when you think about the value of email. Um, yes, of course, there's the awareness of, you know, new deals, new opportunities for the user. There's also just the practical application of having a user have an awesome experience with your brand. And part of that is having them connect to that information as quickly and effortlessly as, as effortlessly as possible. Yeah. So the next time they do an order, they want to do that again. And so, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, Marcel's been, you know, working closely with senders on is things like uh, sending the right schema. So when there is a package on the way, you know, we can help connect a user to that as soon as possible. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And 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 start to start to leverage some of the more structured things that you can do in email. Uh not without work, obviously, but but can do. It's got to take a bit of evangelism on your part, Marcel. It does. Uh I mean in the email industry in general, right? Um we really enjoy working with the sending community to create that better experience. But at the same time, as you know as well, right, there has to be an ROI for the, the brands and, you know, the ESPs as well. And that's really where we're really creating the, that experience and uh, showing these brands and senders that when a user is actually interacting with that, you know, be it through schema or our proprietary technologies, it is a tremendous lift in engagement. And it helps everybody, right? The user, they find what they need when they need it. Yeah. And the brands, depending on what your email you're sending, right? You just have an increase in conversions, engagements. Everybody is happy at the end of the day. And that's really what we want to achieve. And yes, I mean, that's why we did the, the Sender Summit. I think we talked about this before this little session where we got together with, uh, uh, you know, the big senders really responsible for 90% of the emails in our system. And really just talk through all some of these tools and features we can deliver. And Schema specifically, like, is one of them. Yeah. Uh, Google calls it annotations, but it's all the same thing. Really yes. want to elevate yeah. the uh, the platform to help everybody, but specifically our mutual customers. I I I think the potential for that. I, I'm I'm a bigger fan of 
schema than of AMP, and we can we can have some uh, fun with that one in a bit. But I think the the potential for just smarter structure to the information that's showing up in the inbox in the guise of a message mm-hmm. opens up opens up a bunch of why haven't we done this? Why didn't we do this a decade ago? Kind of pot- kind of potential, and it oh, will take like- time, I think, to to get people on board. Well, I'm curious your reaction to this. It it has struck me as I've learned more about the 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 email space now because I was out of it for a bit. It as a marketing channel, email is a bit a victim of its own profitability. Like companies that run email marketing programs, it tends to be a a, a real uh, tentpole for their marketing, and they can keep doing it the same way they've done it, even though the consumer's inbox looks different. The consumer's day looks different. The consumer's overload is definitely higher. Reactions? Yeah, you're right about consumer overload. I mean, if there's one thing we can definitely bank on is there's just going to be more data (laughs) coming into everyone's lives, even folks who have no interest in learning any technology whatsoever. It's just just flying into their life and it's going to keep increasing. Uh, And so if you think about the viability of any communications platform, it's all about signal to noise. And what are the tools that, you know, at the end of the day, as a platform that we can provide to senders uh, and to consumers to make sure that that signal is high and the noise is low. Mm. Um, And so when there are senders who are sending a ton of noise, we have tools on the consumer side to help find the right signal. But ultimately, the job is better for everyone. The experience is better for everyone if the senders are sending the best signal possible and then our users are benefiting as a result. Right. Right. Yeah. They're they're happier even if they don't know why they're happier, right? Yeah. They're spending less time on the the frustrating, the repetitive. Um, you know, find me someone with a perfectly organized inbox and, <laughs> yeah. and I'm sure this could be a stick growing out of their head because they're a unicorn. Yeah, that's that's definitely not a not a big thing anymore. People have pretty much given up on on an organized inbox and they've more focused on feeling organized and staying organized. That's yeah having access to the right information when they need it. Yeah. 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 And search, uh, search as a, as a mechanism for message management, you know, it felt like a breakthrough and now it's like, mm-hmm. oh, crikey, right. I, I need a, I need a major search engine just for my cotton pick and inbox and some of the, some of the kind of structured and surfacing things that you referenced, I would think would help make that job a whole lot easier. Oh, a hundred percent because people are, you know, throughout the day, they're in a different mode of activity or what they're trying to accomplish. You mentioned earlier, you know, getting a, getting a access to flight information. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we call that li- the line anxiety moment. Well, we have, you know, we have a travel tab where who needs, who wants to type? I mean, even though phones have tried to make it as easy as possible to type something, sucks, yeah. at the end of the day, if you can just tap a couple times and get to that information, that's going to, that's going to be a huge win. And so we have something called the top of the inbox card, which will surface that travel information where hopefully you only have to tap once. But if it's not there, we have a travel uh, category where you maybe type one, tap once or twice and it's there and you get on with your life. And if we've done our job well and the senders have done their jobs well, um, the user doesn't really even think about it. They just think, oh, that's where I go for my travel info and I don't have yeah. to think about anything else. Uh, yeah. And, 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 and so much, that's so much better than searching, as I said, right? People don't know what to search for. Yeah. Right. I mean, we all have been there. Like you pull up the search bar and then you're like, oh, wait, I only know who sent me that email. I don't know when, what's the keyword. Right. And I said, 
like this, the, the age of search, this was probably like 10, 15 years ago, right? With email, we really need to move into the age of intent. And now with OpenAI and, and some of these other tools out there. Oh, you right? went there. I was going to go there. Good. And it's, I mean, it's important, right? We need to stay ahead of the curve. And that's, that's right at, on the money, right? We really want to help our users to make the most out of these emails and just, you know, give them inf information they need. And they don't have to do anything. It needs to be magical. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure you, you made some big strides in that direction with the new release. Was that engineered from the, like from ground up practically? There, there's a couple aspects. One was, uh, it was redesigned from the ground up. And what we realized is a lot of the design work we had done that was foundational was worth, was worth, uh, maintaining, but there was another layer we could add, which I mentioned the, the categories and the tabs. So we have filters at the top that you can easily tap. Um, and that was added, that was brand new. And then there's a number of, you know, Marcel mentioned intent. So you can imagine opening an inbox can be a very stressful <laughs> moment, right? Like you sure. mentioned feeling organized. People, uh, when we, you know, we do uh, user research and do interviews and people are always apologizing for their inbox. Like it's a messy room or it's like, yes, oh, yes. inviting the queen to your living room and it's not quite perfect yet. Like, yeah. no, that's your, that's your inbox. And yeah. so um, what we've looked at is, are there places where you have an intent like shopping where instead of feeling like you're managing data and every bit of data is stress inducing, why don't you just lean back and browse the data? Cause now you're shopping and you're not there to like delete or update. You're there to see like, what are the best deals? Like what's, what's, what's popping, what's happening for me. And so all that information that in the past would be stressful. Now it's, now it's empowering because you have a 40% off deal that maybe you didn't even know about, but yeah, there yeah. it is right there in the shopping tab. And so, as we look at intents, we're looking at more and more of these intents that people have an email, but just a regular list of messages might not be it for what, for what we can serve for them. What are the, um, I'm not going to articulate this very well, but what is the, uh, what's the tool set for someone with a new client mm -hmm. to try and to try and craft management of their particular intents? I want to know about this, or I'd like to be able to get to that. Yeah. So from a user standpoint, you're saying, yeah. Yeah. So it sort of goes to this question of like, what is, what is the point of view on what managing the business of life even means? Like, is there a best way to manage the business of life? Yeah, right. <laughs> and obviously it'll vary by person, by culture, by situation. Um, I think roughly 60% of adults are our parents. Uh, that's a whole other, you know, level of complexity because now you're managing other people's lives. Right. And so it's not just messages about what your day looks like, but it's like, Oh, you forgot about this and that, the other thing. Um, and so at a high level, we're looking at a couple of things. One is we know there's a lot of diversity out there in how people manage life and email has a different role. But ultimately, there's a couple of things we're seeing consistent, which is there are lots of people who just wake up in the morning and they just don't feel confident that they even know what's happening that day. Hmm. And so having tools, at least to start with in the inbox to show what, what are the messages or the information that's most important to you? That's number one. So we mentioned some of the, you know, top of inbox uh, cards and filters to, just to help you stay on top of what's important. And the other is feeling like you're in control of all that data that's coming at you. And, and so giving you tools so that you're in charge and you're in control and not just like you're basically, you know, getting crushed by what's, what's thrown your way. Um, and so as you look at where, where we are going at, as Yahoo focused on that consumer experience, we want to give people tools to stay totally in control of their day and stay confident that, you know, they know what they need to do 
and they start first with what their intent is and then look at the data and then react to things next. Nice. Nice. I can see why the ratings have, uh, see where the ratings have gone <laughs> up with just because that's, that's not why we had a lot of the UI tools we had in email, at least right. historically. Right. Yep. Uh, you know, I spent a fair amount of time in around enterprise email. Yeah. I remember how, how flippant emotional people would get when you touched anything related to their email. Totally. And now that, as you said, we're all like, we're, business of life goes into your inbox. Right. Um, I, I've got to imagine the emotional load is even higher. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, I'd say the difference we're seeing with enterprise versus consumer. And I used to work at a, a company that was very enterprise focused. And it's like two sides of the coin. On, the, on an enterprise side, all of your emails from people who need something. And that's its own thing because you had to reply. Oh my gosh, if you don't reply in five minutes, you're a bad employee, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And it's very different from consumer where all of the senders are essentially businesses or organizations or yeah. institutions that either they're just telling you about something or they're sort of offering an opportunity. And every now and then there's a person who actually needs you to do something. Do something new. Um, and so the tools for enterprise are all focused around this like multi-people, all collaborating on you know big projects or even small projects. Whereas for consumer, it's about helping that individual really stay on top of those things. And so you can imagine in enterprise, the senders are essentially just people writing emails. In consumer, it's a lot of folks listening to this podcast, which are... Uh, marketeers and senders who have a huge part to play in making that experience great so that this platform remains vibrant and modern and, you know, continues to be this awesome open platform that we can all improve together. I, 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 I particularly appreciate the last part of that statement because you were the three of us in here talking or sort of in the club of heavily involved in this particular media. Yeah. <laughs> you tell your friend on the street, uh, a little email. There's a bit of a, oh yeah, uh, yeah. That's not. That's old. It's been around. It's going to go away. <laughs> I, was, I was always teeing up the argument. No, it's actually not. Right. Do you get less mail than you did last year, Fred? <laughs> no, I didn't think so. Okay, so you know, I won won that argument. But it does seem like it's time we kind of evolved the channel, doesn't it? Isn't it? Oh yeah, completely. I mean, it's evolving in slow ways. Yeah all the time. And it's grow like you said, it's growing all the time. It's like 3% year over year, very consistently number of users, you know, using email grows globally. Yeah. Um, but yes, it, it's got to stay with the times we can't, you mentioned people, uh, especially uh, marketers see a high return on investment and they're very happy and comfortable with that. We can never take it for granted that this platform needs investment and needs us to continue improving it. Um, and on the sender side, we, you know, we've been working really hard with senders to make sure they know, like, what is a great email and how do they send, you know, how do they get some, uh, even some feedback about what's working, what isn't working. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, we, we all have to work together to, to keep improving. Well, I know Marcel, I know you're, 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 you've got a lot of involvement with, uh, you know, with the invisible back end that makes all the magic happen as well. Don't you? Yeah. That's why, I mean, I like to actually call it like, uh. A revolution, even though it's a very, you know, slow one, <laughs> but it is one. And with any revolution, really, if you look at history, right, they all have not been sudden. There has been, you know, stuff happened like years before, and then there's this one tipping point. And I, I think we see that uh, as well with email and, and some of the tools we're working on. 
you know, be it BIMI, be it uh, uh, AM or, you know, what Apple's doing out there. I think they're all contributing to that and are leading up to this one moment where uh, the email marketeers, the sending community realizes only, you know, we need to do something, right? Um, and because it just makes a ton of sense, right? It is better experience. We get more conversions. We can actually keep the users within the funnel, re reduce friction, and get them to do and click on things we actually want them to click on. And and everybody, like I said before, will be happier. Yeah, yeah. It 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 intrigues me that doing this well is mostly doing this. By this, I mean email as a marketing channel. Doing this well is to great extent. A question of just doing the right thing in the first place. You know, talk to them like human beings, respect their time, don't pound them to death, you know, don't treat them like idiots, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, whoa, that's a remarkable experience. <laughs> Thanks for being decent. <laughs> right. You get my business. Really, you do. <laughs> it all goes back to the golden rule, right? <laughs> yeah, to to a considerable extent, but we're we're at the you know, we're at the end of we sit here in our inbox at the end of a pipeline with, you know, thousands of people potentially on the other end uh, that, you know, want our attention. And I can't subdivide it that much. Nobody can. Right. And it's right. A, that's a constant, it's a constant challenge. You know, there are, there are inboxes, not, not the plural, there are inboxes that I really delete based on who it came from before <laughs> I read. Right. Yeah. Horrible, but you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, you have to make you have to prioritize your time and make those snap decisions. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You know, if if a sender has a reputation with you as a as a consumer about not sending something valuable, um, that's going to be a mark against them the next time they they're in your inbox and hard to recover from. Mm -hmm. See, but conversely, I don't know why it's popping to mind, but um, I I I started playing golf. Dare I said it? Um. <laughs> And I, I bought um, clubs from a little company, a little direct-to-consumer company out in Vermont, Bomb Tech Golf. Man, their email game is fantastic. <laughs> They're really good at it. Like the follow-up, a linkage between what I was looking at on their website and how they responded in email. Like, you guys are going to keep growing if you keep this up because none of the big companies in that space are anywhere near as dialed in to to feeling so one to one, and that the word feeling was very intentional there. Like right, impressive, impressive to see. And it doesn't wasn't a question of them having a bigger email marketing budget. It was you know partially culture, partially execution, partially someone taking the time to think through that message sequence and and write it well and things like that. That's what I, that's what I always say. Like I often get asked, like at the end of you know some sessions, webinars, or conferences, it's like. What is the one thing you want everybody to take away yeah. from this? And I say, it's really simple, right? Care about your users. They're all human beings, yeah. right? Treat them like you want to be treated, right? Just be human about it. Yeah. Um, you know, be, be mindful of their time. Uh, be mindful of what your message actually is. Is it something you would want to get from yourself, from a company? If yes, maybe send it, right? If you don't see a reason, don't send it. Right. And you users, they will be happier uh, if you actually follow that advice. Everybody will be. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. You, you'd, I think, Marcel, you'd mentioned uh, AI. So we'll, we'll go there a little bit. Um, what, what sort of speculative thoughts do both of you have about technologies like AI 
and what influence they're going to have on this space called email. Yeah, it's interesting because, uh, you know, AI has been, been uh, improving and been part of the email experience for decades Probably, already. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've had the have, filtering spam uh, as a product, right, for, for oh, since almost time. email was invented. Um, and so it's been a part of email. But I think what you're seeing is a step function uh, rise in user expectation around how they can interact with information, mm. especially large amounts of information. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, you know, what we've observed with, uh, you know, Chad GPT is people just expecting, you know, expecting to be able to ask questions that have a very conversational uh, human type of answer mm. and, and expecting not to have to take time to craft searches with, you know, from this and date this, but just saying, here's generally what I'm looking for. Uh, and so as we look at that rise in user expectations, hey, we've got a, a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, head headroom or sorry, headway in the spam filtering and also in some of the tabs we have where we've tried to make sense of your email, you know, your emails for you by category. But I think going forward, you're going to see a lot more from us and and even from the industry as to summarizing uh, to even having how how to craft a search or what information uh, might be relevant to you at a time when you're not even opening your inbox. So using that, using email as a personal database mm -hmm. uh, from which you can then draw either new actions you maybe didn't even know you should take and also helping assist you in actions that you need to take right now. There's a lady standing in line. Yeah. Should be able to say, where's my boarding pass? Right, right. And all the contextual information required to deliver on that, it's there. Yep. Or even better, don't it's, even ask. Just open your Yahoo mail yeah, app. Just, <laughs> boom, right there, right? Yeah. Uh, one, of the, one of the airline apps I was using the other day did that uh, on the app. You know, when I opened it, there was the boarding pass. Yeah. You guys, right? Time and geography, duh. That was the right thing to do. And I was like, hallelujah. Yeah. Like, that was the right thing to do. And, and if senders are already sending structured data, that makes it all the easier. All the easier, yeah. And then as these, you know, as this, uh, these large language models take hold, even the unstructured data will be more accessible. But I still think, especially since email is updated and changing, you know, every second, essentially, yeah. sending yeah. that structured data is still a real leg up in terms of user experience. And, and, and it'll take, uh, it, it'll take delivery from the, content side first, right? Marketers have to get on board that train to get a critical mass of it so that companies like you can provide the books and tools to manage it so that the customer experience is better and it's a virtuous cycle. Um, you know, they'll, they'll, there'll be some guys still sending really bad boilerplate copy and we'll all have to visit him and beat him up and get him on board <laughs> eventually. Well, Marcel, what about, what thoughts do you have about, about the, you know, the, as you said, Josh, the current step function and awareness of AI. Uh, same. I mean, we are really in, in violent agreement there, right? <laughs> uh, because it's it's a next step in what I call the revolution, right? And it, I think it's a big step really getting us to that experience uh, we really all have in mind where, you know, the, the, the email app just does things for you, uh, almost like a concierge. Yeah, or assistant. Not an assistant, like an assistant who asks questions like, can you do X, Y, and Z? Oh, yeah. Concierge, right? He knows yeah. what you need. Anticipate. He just hand you that boarding pass or mm -hmm. whatever you need and tell you, here you go. Um, 
And I think the AI really helps with that, both on the understanding side, obviously, you know, there's a lot of uh, talk there, a lot of startups um, uh, as well. Uh, and, but on the receiving side, it really makes sense of that yeah. uh, as well. And as Josh said, like that structured data, right? It's not mutually exclusive. Like they're all stepping stones or building blocks and pieces of the puzzle to actually get us there. Right, right, yeah. They're, I'm really glad that there's more structure coming to messages because I think it enables us to do things that are frankly just a heck of a hard lift with nothing but ASCII, you know, nothing but message bodies like they like they've looked for 20 years. And uh I hope we see more of that. And that's one of those things that's it's invisible. Right? Mm -hmm. Consumer's not gonna see it. Uh, well done market, well done, you know, ESP or marketing platform. The marketer may not necessarily really see it. Right. But if it's there, boy, does it matter a bunch. Um, that's a good lateral because last big restructure I can think of the email message was let's add a body part for AMP. And I know Yahoo was was one of the important, was and is one of the important supporters of of AMP for email. How's it going? Yeah, Marcel. Yeah, so like I said, every every revolution, right, uh, starts slowly. Mm -hmm. um, and it's certainly, if you look at DKIM, if you look at DMARC, right, DKIM is uh, over 10 years old and uh, we still have a long way to go for sentence to adopt it. And we still have to explain what the benefit is. Yeah. Uh, DMARC is the same thing. And uh, AMP and BIMI, which are relatively new yes. technologies, right, AMP for email, uh, we started in 2017, really in earnest, and uh, the first beta was released in 2018. That is not long, that long ago in long ago. Yeah. Uh, terms. Um, but we, you know, you can see a slight hockey stick, and in some markets, it's uh, doing better than in others. Yes. India, for example, it's doing yes. very well because you know, you know, our competition unfortunately is a little, little better there. Uh, but we see actually a lot of ESPs now adopting it and providing these, what they call like zero code tools. Yeah. That's what it makes it really accessible for yeah. brands like your average marketeer, right? They can just track and drop things into place. Uh, they don't have to worry about how does it actually work? Is it AMP? Is it not AMP? Is it schema? Is it not schema? Yeah. Right? They just know, hey, I want to send this form. I know I want to collect. Uh, you know, data from these users. I want to make sure that they can engage with me mm -hmm. um, right within the email, reduce friction. That's what they care about. How does how this stuff works? doesn't matter at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah, they, and, they uh, often don't we know. See, <laughs> we actually see some, you know, increased adoption, you know, day by day. I think the big rock in the road for that particular one looks like a piece of fruit. I think Apple is a big, big, uh, is a big impediment to wider spread adoption of AMP. And I don't think they'll ever support it, to be blunt. Want to take a bet? <laughs> yeah, seriously, I think, I think the whole, yeah, uh, at least a beer, okay? Uh, <laughs> I, I think the whole pivot towards privacy as a brand tentpole that Apple has made, they would be in a very, very difficult position to to support AMP because it kind of it goes way backwards from the whole move with MPP. Um, I, obviously, I can't comment about what Apple is sure. doing or not doing uh, because I simply don't know. Uh, but when you look at some other technology like Bimi, for example, right? I think Apple is really focusing on two aspects. We are also focusing on one is the user experience, 
make that as great as possible as we have been discussing. And the other one is really why building that great user experience, make sure we protect our users, you know, data, yeah, respect right. their privacy and yeah. keep them secure. Yeah. Uh, so Apple MPP is, you know, doing exactly that. Uh, we're doing similar things. Yes. Uh, I would not say they're that. mutually exclusive. And you see with Apple now also adopting BIMI, right? Which mm -hmm. is in the vein of make it a great user experience. Um, I, I think there is an opportunity for us, you know, as, as, uh, as the industry to see more growth and adoption there going forward. Yeah, I'd sure like, I'd sure like to see it. I, I, I'm a fairly hardcore Apple user. There's lots of fruits around here, <laughs> but man, their email clients been stuck for a long time. They haven't done any of the kind of innovation you guys have in my humble opinion. Well, like, thank you. Um, oh, um, well, I think Marcel mentioned Bimmy. For those listeners who don't know, um, that's essentially seeing the logo or the image of the sender when you open a mail, um, which seems like a really straightforward thing. But one of the blessings and curses <laughs> of having this open standard is there's a ton of potential innovation and everyone can compete for the best experience. But then also to have things adopted at scale across the whole platform takes some time. Takes some time. Um, and so we kind of had our own version of Bimmy that wasn't open and we were seeing really enhanced just engagement and open rates because people at a glance could see who is this email from without even having to, you know, read right away. And then rolling that into a standard, being a part of pushing Bimmy, um, we were super excited to see, you know, that uh, being taken on by by other big players yeah, as well. Yeah. So yeah. There's, there is always an opportunity once you prove that something is useful for consumers and for senders to, to have it take hold for sure. And as a, as a visual communications guy, I've been delighted to see Bimmy's traction. Like, yay, <laughs> name me a company without a logo. Pretty hard right. to see that, right? <laughs> oh, me, me too, man. I mean, I, I grew up, I think they identified me early as a kid as a visual learner. Yeah. And so being in the email, I was always like, well, how can we make this more visual? Like it's all text. It's like, what else? It's all, yeah. And uh, like, if you look in the Yahoo mail app, for example, or even on desktop, like you can go to our attachments view, which is really easy to use. Now it's like just all of your attachments from your email. So it's like filtering your whole inbox by just what are the attachments. But then for me as a visual person, and Matthew, you mentioned you are too, going to that photos tab of attachments. Now you just have this like, you know, display of a whole photo wall of everything nice. in your email. Nice. Uh, and like my mom's a photographer and she's always sending me stuff. So for me, it's like all these great photos for others in my, you know, more like the thing you sent to your insurance claim adjuster, whatever it is, but it's just a nice visual way to browse email. So you're a um, photographer a too, aren't you, Josh? I, I, I dabble, not professionally. Yeah. You're a photographer, <laughs> Marcel's an actor. I love this. <laughs> there's, there's a, uh, you know, you get lumped in the tech, uh, in the category of being, uh, you know, a techie of some sort and the assumption that there's no, uh, there's no other creative involvement kind of have to right. battle on one, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, I, I'd asked about this and didn't actually hook back to it. Um, in brief, because I know we'll need to wrap up shortly. Mm -hmm. How did you go about tackling the big redesign process for, for the yeah. client that you launched? That's a, that's a monster undertaking. Yeah, it is a monster. Um, as I mentioned, uh, you know, Yahoo Mail was celebrating a quarter century. Uh, and we have an awesome mix of people who have 
been in the industry or been, you know, in the company and uh, for nearly that amount of time. So you have a lot of institutional knowledge. You know, Yahoo's always been really fo focused on consumer research and really being consumer first and understanding users. So we had a really nice history of under learnings from watching uh, people use email um, alongside them and understanding what they're trying to solve for. Mm -hmm. And then what we did is we approached it both as an experience as well as a platform update. Okay. Uh, and so we rolled all that up into what's, you know, not just what can we respond to from the past years, but what's happening in the moment. Um, and like I said, you know, half of all the emails open were shopping related and what are the pain points around that? But then then also, you know, a, a quarter of all U.S. adults have a Yahoo account. And so um, Yahoo email accounts. And so, you know, we have this a responsibility to also just improve their experience and not just, you know, do something crazy and wild for the heck of it. So it was really grounded in understanding users, but then also where we wanted to go as a company, which is staying consumer focused, consumer first. And so Marcel, myself, and the whole team worked together to improve the platform uh, as well as that user experience. And so um, ultimately we're, we aligned around helping people save time. So just getting more things done as well as saving money since so much of that activity is around shopping and retail. Uh, and that's where all those tools came from as a result. Nice. And, and, and I think in the write-up I saw on the client, it said that, or and you said earlier that some of the design decisions that were already in place were essentially validated when you looked at them again, right? Right. Yeah. So, uh, a few years ago, we, you know, we saw that the shape of phones was getting, or the size of phones was getting larger and larger. And we wanted everything to be available within thumb distance. Okay. And so we put some some foundational tabs at, at the bottom. Um, but what we saw is just human nature. People are always looking at the top first. They're reading top down. <laughs> and so we kind of, you know, we said, well, high priority information should be available at the top. Oh, and then things where you want to shift intent or like what you're really trying to accomplish should be at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And so it seems simple. It's like, okay, you're moving some buttons around. But at the end of the day, you know, millions of people are using this every day opening yeah. Yeah. Uh, opening up multiple times per day so these these relatively small shifts make a big difference yeah, 200 yeah. million people using right. the flight yeah <laughs> right and oh, wow and then ultimately where do they land when they go um and so just looking at all those user journeys and making sure they're not only uh, efficient but also delightful that's that's where the magic comes in and when you when you can merge, you know, the promise of an open standard with years of foundational work and developing a platform with just like the best in class designers just totally killing it on the product side. Uh, that's that's where that, you know, highest ratings ever really, really paid off. You know, it's it's kind of stunning when you think about the caliber of the tool set that, that you're handing a customer for free. Right. Oh, whoa you realize how much time effort work care infrastructure etc went into this thing that you're just like okay sure i'll open an account with that right of course yeah. you know probably you know they're gonna run their life on it they'll appreciate it right exactly <laughs> over time but yeah that that um sort of digital portable memory function that email serves more than anything i think like, yeah, it's all in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Receipts, the login. That's where I'll get a password reset if I have to do this. Like, right. Oh, that's an important chunk of real estate. You know, early days of mobile, what was the killer app? Email, right? 
Right. Yeah. And it's totally, it's evolved in how people use it, but it's still, a, it's important. It's just changed in, in how it's important to people every, every day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it looks like market response to all of your efforts is, is positive. I had looked up uh, Litmus uh, uh, email client market share. I was like, whoa, nice jump guys. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Congrats. That's good. What, here's my parting question, two parting questions. One, what's next for Yahoo? So answer that one first. Okay. <laughs> So uh, we are investing and playing offense for, for growth. Yahoo as a company, as well as Yahoo Mail, as you know, the product that people most closely associate with Yahoo, the brand. Yeah. And so what you're going to see from us is a rolling thunder of innovations on behalf of the consumer uh, and wow. building out more around what we call helping people manage the business of life. Mm -hmm. And so today it's the inbox. We're looking at other, what we call mail adjacent utilities that can build from that email experience. Yeah. Uh, and ultimately, you know, helping people stay, like I said, wake up in the morning, you feel confident, you know what the heck you're supposed to be doing and things are going to go, go the right way. And then you're in control of what happens next. Yeah, that's, prom that's a, that's a promising direction. It's not like we're not going to keep managing our lives, you know, in the palm of our hands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Marcel, any other thoughts on the tech yeah. side? No, it's basically just supporting that, right? To do actually do that, I think there's a lot of heavy lifting which needs to be done to get there, right? Uh, because you said it, you open up this account and it's all free and it just does what you want it to be doing, but there's a lot of things in the background <laughs> making this happen. Yeah. And to fulfill this vision, right? We just have to keep investing in that platform, in standards on our side, but also on the center side. Yeah, yeah. The the other, so my next question, my last one was going to be what, what are some of the things that you think will be happening in the future of email? Call it a three to five year horizon. Yeah. So it's certainly on the consumer side, the consumer expectations will continue to rise. And so email staying as it is today is not an option. Uh, so we really have to, uh, as, as an industry, um, not only maintain, you know, where we are with users today, but greatly exceed because there's a lot of competition for attention and for being useful. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a lot of walled gardens out there that are, you know, one company owns the whole system. And that's honestly not, not an internet that, that I look forward to seeing. And so as an industry, when we work together to make an open standard better, um, that's going to be the key. And so uh, optimistically, and I think realistically over the next three to five years, people are going to not necessarily love opening their inbox, but they're going to love what email is doing for them because it really powers their day even more than before. Nice. Nice. Marcel? Yeah. I mean, I often say the email of the future doesn't look like email. And, and you see some of these experiences we already build and will be building. They're really leading up to that, right? We have these different views already talked about the travel view, shopping experience. Mm -hmm. None of these look like your traditional email message list. And that is good. Um, and, but we need to do more uh, on the experience side, but also on the platform and technology side. You said it, I think, very early on, email kind of is a blessing and a curse, uh, both from a sending and receiving perspective. There's also a lot of abuse happening out there. Yeah. And tackling that, I think, is also paramount. Right, to keep our users happy, not just help them find what they need, but also keep all the crap out and keep them secure. Yeah. While we help them finding or find what they actually need. Yeah. You just, you know, you imagine the bliss of the consumer who's getting stuff that only stuff that they actually asked for, want for, signed up for. 
Yeah. And and your your senders who have the user's best interest at heart, yeah. they can clearly identify themselves in really well-documented ways. Mm -hmm. um, and our site for that is senders.yahooinc.com. And Marcel and team have done an awesome job clearly communicating. If you're a sender and you're sending great stuff, yeah. here's how, help us help you. Help us help And so all the tools are there. Nice, nice. Well, Jens, this has been an absolute kick. I'm so delighted to have had a chance to open 2023 with your time. Likewise. Thanks for the time. Really appreciate it.